someone can be a good person and still not good for you. I've realized that I didn't think I had a good enough reason to break up because, well, he was a nice guy, but you don't need a million reasons to end things. Not being happy is more than enough. The longer we ignore intuition, the louder it will get, I promise you. My gut went from a whisper to a scream because it couldn't stand me not paying attention to it anymore, and the longer I stayed, the more uncomfortable I became. Do not compromise who you are to keep someone, because if you do, it'll never last anyway. We can only hide who we are for so long until we grow sick from abandoning ourselves. comes to finding my zen, I choose X Nanovision. They are on a mission to be the best and cheapest CBD retailer in the USA. X Nanovision is a health and wellness brand that offers affordable and high quality CBD products such as oils, edibles, pre-rolls, vape and beauty items, and more. One of my personal favorites is the Indica Dreams Hemp Flower Low-Key CBG Pre-Roll. With hints of floral and woodsy aromas, this sativa strain is perfect for daytime use. X Nanovision is committed to bringing you the best CBD products on the market. With no additives, the pre-rolls are 100% safe, organic, and hemp-derived to protect your lungs from harmful pesticides so that you can get all the whole plant benefits with full-spectrum CBD and CBG. Absorb the natural goodness by checking out X Nanovision today at www.xnanovision.com and use coupon code Lauren M. Coletti for 10% off your total purchase. That's Lauren M. Coletti for a 10% discount at www.xnanovision.com. Welcome to the I Am Not a Victim podcast. My name is Lauren Cletty, and I am your host on this show, obviously. Um, haven't recorded a solo episode in a few weeks, and the last few nights I've actually been getting an itch and an urge to record. My birthday was almost two weeks ago, and my sister was really kind enough to purchase me a like professional um, headset and microphone and recording studio for my podcast, which is really cool. And the last two nights I wanted to use it and I did not get to it. (laughs) Even though last night, oh my goodness, my insomnia has been really pissing me off lately because I just, no matter what I do, I can't fall asleep. I was so tired last night and it's terrible when you're really tired, but you can't fall asleep. Has anyone ever been there? I know I'm there all the time. And I feel like ever since... Don't hate me, but ever since I got my COVID vaccination, I've been having the worst trouble sleeping. Like, I get really bad anxiety when I lay down. Like, when I lay into bed to go close my eyes at night, my heart just starts palpitating out of my chest. And I get such bad... um, My heart starts racing so badly and so fast that I can't fall asleep. And, um, you know, I tried meditating before bed. I tried journaling. Um, I'm just, my sleep sucks. (laughs) And it's been really pissing me off. So anyway, I am not using my new set right now. I am actually in a sauna. 
because I stupidly purchased um, like this unlimited membership to this lifestyle and health club and truthfully like I don't enjoy coming here anymore I feel like it's since I paid so much money for it even if I don't want to go I feel obligated to go because I paid so much money so anyway I'm in the sauna and um, I kind of just wanted to talk about some things that have people have been asking me and I've been on my mind and I feel like the interviews lately have been awesome and I'm working now with a social media marketing manager who we're going to start making clips and I'm going to be using more video and utilizing my camera more often and making podcasts with my actual face in it. So um, my hope is that my phone does not overheat while I'm recording this episode. Probably why my phone has so many malfunction, like, issues and technical problems, because I always bring them in the sauna, but anyway, I wanted to talk about the ending of my relationship and my breakup story, and FYI, just disclosure, this is by absolutely no means a shit on Lauren's ex, like, discussion, okay? This is not an episode where I'm going to shit talk my ex, um... I have love for them and um, I respect him enough to not kind of um, shit on his name like that. So I also wanted to say that this is completely subjective, absolutely one-sided, my side of the story. So it, you know, is true for me, but it might not be factual in like conclusively, you know what I mean? Because this is only my side that you're hearing and I feel like the reason I wanted to make this episode one the other day I was missing the shit out of my ex like just missing him so much and um I want to let you know that it's okay to miss someone who you broke up with or who isn't in your life anymore even though like I don't regret breaking up with my ex by any means I feel so much lighter and happier (laughs) and free um and independent but it's okay that I miss him. Like, I used to think that if you break up with someone or if someone was toxic to you, like, that it meant something bad if you miss them. And uh, I just want to say that's bullshit. You can cut someone out of your life if they aren't good for you and still miss them, okay? <laughs> Even if someone was abusive towards you and you miss them, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not defective. You're not broken. You're not damaged because you miss someone that hurt you. It's natural and it's completely normal. So I felt like sharing the story of my relationship might be able to help some people and I'm going to be missing a lot of facts on this because this is just coming off the top of my head based on what I remember and my memory is very skewed at this point. Um, But it could be the years of trauma, but who knows. So my ex and I met through a old friend, no longer my friend, because she royally fucked me over, but that's another story for another day. So we met through an old friend in um, October of 2020, when I was about nine months or so single from a two-year relationship, and you know, I was dating, I was on the dating apps, had very little success. Um, I actually met one guy that I really, really liked off of Hinge, and um, he ghosted me, so that was really fun, and I just, you know, one day, I'm like, fuck this, 
like universe this is up to you i'm not doing this anymore i am so tired of being rejected let down disappointed uh, taken for granted and uh, like exploited and objectified because i was sexually assaulted that summer from a tinder date also another story for another day but i kind of just let go and i was just like you know what maybe this isn't the time to meet someone i'm going to surrender this up to the universe so i go out pumpkin picking with my girlfriends and my ex-friend's boyfriend brings his friends and that's essentially how we met we did not like each other off the bat i was not physically attracted to him he's not my type um whatsoever so i didn't think anything of it and then i go to a halloween party with my friends and he was there and he tells my friend i'm interested in him i got so drunk out of my mind because i was on keto at the time and if you're on keto I could have one glass of wine and be like wiped on my ass, pissed drunk, <laughs> obliterated. So um, apparently that night I was talking about how I thought he was so like cute or whatever. I think really I was so thirsty for some dick because it had been, <laughs> excuse my language, but it's true. It had been like nine months since I had sex and it was just like, not working for me like i was so desperate at that point to get laid so and when i'm drunk which is part of the reason why i don't drink that often it's like i want to fuck everything and anything but anyway eventually my friend hooks us up we go to the gym together um on like a double date and i really start to like him a lot i fell in love with him pretty quickly to be honest we started hanging out and i think in less than a month i was like yeah i am absolutely in love with him i was so in love with him like so in love with him i don't even remember how in love with him i was but my family and my friends were like oh my goodness like you are just so uh, like in love head over heels in love with him and um we officially became boyfriend and girlfriend i think in november and when i agreed to be his girlfriend i did not want to be in a relationship this was the first red flag for me so i felt coerced and pressured into being his girlfriend i was not ready for a relationship i wanted to just kind of have like a friends with benefits or a hookup situation or just like a casually dating situation you know i did like him but it was more of a slow burn than a spark I, when I said I was really in love with him, it wasn't until like a month after us officially dating as boyfriend and girlfriend that I fell in love with him, but he had asked me to be his girlfriend numerous, numerous times, and I had said no, and he kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and one day I'm just like, I just want this kid to shut the fuck up and stop asking me to be his girlfriend, so I'm going to say yes, which was, I say red flag because it was a red flag that he kept asking me after I said no. But on my end, where I fucked up was that I have a tendency to say yes to things when I want to say no because I feel bad and I want to make the other person happy. I did that in my last relationship prior to my ex where I did not want to be his girlfriend, but I said yes out of like obligation or guilt. So that is never the right mindset to go into a relationship with, by the way, my friends. Like if you are not 100% hell yes, then it's a no, okay? And people should be patient with you and understanding and accepting and i understand no one wants to be rejected it's a blow to the ego but never will i ever again lesson learned start a relationship unless i'm ready i felt like i was rushed and 
you know, that is my own baggage. <laughs> that is my own stuff, my own wounding. Um, I was absolutely not perfect at all in this relationship. I was hurt and I hurt. I did wrong and I was wrong. So it was a two-way street. But anyway, the first few months of our relationship were great on my end at least. Like I started to... So this was my thing. As a domestic violence survivor, someone that's been subjected to sexual abuse their whole life, essentially, and emotional abuse and things like that, um, I had my guard up, okay? So I started falling for this kid, but then I get scared. I get scared because I'm falling for him. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm falling in love. And the last few times I've been in love, I almost died. Like, it literally almost killed me. almost wiped me out so I had a guard up for like nine months I did not trust him I was self-sabotaging quite a bit I was pushing away what I thought was a good thing I thought he was too good for me I thought I was inherently bad and flawed and wrong and I didn't deserve to be happy so I would do things to push him away and I had one foot in and one foot out the door for basically the whole nine months of our relationship at first and I realized that this really hurt him because you know I used to make podcasts about and he used to listen unbeknownst to me and I could only imagine the rejection and how like inadequate he must have felt hearing this and um I do feel poorly about that but I was so ambivalent you know my attachment style um I feel like it's a a mix between insecure avoidant and insecure anxious but it's definitely insecure um insecure ambivalent (laughs) it's a mixture of both but at first it was very avoidant so like I said I was not fully invested I didn't trust. I didn't let my guard down. I had this wall built up. And he felt that. People feel it. It's it's energetic, you know? Um, And at that time, I was planning on moving to Arizona or to Tennessee with my best friend at the time. We had been talking about moving for quite some time. She was my best friend, and I really... I've never liked where I live. I hate New York. Um, I'm trying to just accept that I'm doing my time here and that when it is ready and when it's meant to be, I will leave New York forever and never look back. (laughs) But at the time, I was looking to move out of state, out west or down south. And, um, you know, I can only imagine on his end, like dating someone who doesn't know when they're going to move, if they're going to move or what's going on. He probably felt scared and unsure, and I was definitely unsure because I had so much going on. You know, I wanted to start a doctoral program, and um, I was unemployed at the time, so I was very stressed, anxious, and depressed a large majority of the beginning of our relationship. And that's also where I messed up, and again, will learn my lesson that whenever I start dating someone, I tend to quit my job. Like, I don't understand this pattern. I'm sure I can psychoanalyze the dynamic, but any time that I start dating someone, I quit my job. It happened with my ex, John, and um, it happened in my last relationship too, and the relationship before with my ex, Jack, I stopped going to work. 
I think it's a codependency thing where I want to spend all my time or as much time as possible as I can with the person so I drop my responsibility to spend more time with them it's a self-sabotaging habit I'm pretty sure um because that does not lead to interdependence that leads to codependence and like one person relying heavily on the other to meet their emotional needs so I dropped out of um I dropped out I quit my job and I was unemployed and just going through a really rough period I remember feeling really suicidal at one point because I was applying endlessly to jobs and it seemed like no one would hire me so I'm sure I put a lot of emotional weight onto my partner at the time but I did let go I did eventually surrender the control and decide to fall madly in love with him and that was about July so July I decided to let my guard down and fully trust him and that's when everything turned for the worse um you know at that point we were dating like I want to say nine months my math is not the greatest and it seemed like overnight as soon as I went all in he the dynamic switched and he had one foot out the door and was not interested anymore which I think is really interesting because I realized that this person perhaps even though i thought you know they were this perfect specimen was in actuality very emotionally unavailable and as a as am i like i am very very emotionally unavailable i will admit that um even right now like the thought of dating someone just makes me want to vomit like looking at men walk down the street like i feel so utterly turned off (laughs) it's not personal guys it's my own it's my own stuff but um I was emotionally unavailable in the beginning because I was you know slow to trust it took me a while to warm up and then as soon as I was like all right you know what I'm all in I'm doing this thing I'm giving this person my heart he turned a blind eye and became the emotionally unavailable one so in July um we just started having issues like small issues where one day he came to me and was like, hey, by the way, you're not allowed to go to school anymore. I'm like, why? He's like, because I said so, because I don't want to date someone that has student loan debt. And, you know, reflecting back on it now, where I think my self-worth is a little bit, I don't know. I also don't have the rose-colored glasses on because when we're in love with someone, we have these like foggy glasses that we can't see clearly. But now I'm just like, why the fuck didn't you say okay that's cool bye like i'm out goodbye boy bye like why didn't i say that i think it was because i was you know entranced in this hypnotic infatuated state where i just wanted to be with him so he tells me i can't go to school even though it's been my lifelong dream and i got my master's so that i could get my doctorate And I had been, you know, applying to doctoral programs down in Florida because he wanted to live in Florida. I did not want to live in Florida, um, but I wanted to be with him. So I was like, all right, if you're going to move to Florida, then I'm going to come with you. And he suggested, why don't you apply to doctoral programs down in Florida? It would make more sense. So I did all my research and started applying to doctoral programs and then one day, boom, bam, you're not allowed to go to school anymore if you want to be with me. 
because what I say goes and if you do decide to go to school then I'm not going to date you anymore which I could talk about that for like an hour on end because you know I did not um, grow up wealthy I did not grow up you know I live in America so obviously I'm privileged as fuck but I grew up in the type of environment where I was taught and I learned you have to go to school so that you can have an education to get a job Whereas this person, um, we had different upbringings, very different upbringings. And, you know, I have a lot of wounding and shadow around money. Whereas apparently this person does too because of their attitudes and behaviors. But um, very different sides of the street we were coming on. So I was like, you know what, dude? I have to get this degree, which is my lifelong dream, to get a job where I make six figures which is what I want to be financially secure and stable. But he said I wasn't allowed to go to school because of my amount of debt. So that was kind of a big slap in the face, which then led me to do something that sabotaged the relationship. You know, understandably, I wanted to do this boudoir photo shoot, this sexy photo shoot for him to give him a like year anniversary gift. But I also wanted to do it for me because I was on keto at the time. I was feeling decent about myself and I always wanted to do it. So I figured it's the best of both worlds and it wasn't going to be his full gift. You know, I was going to get him other things, but I spent like $2,000 on this photo shoot. And that was in July, right after the, you're not allowed to go to school. And then in August, I posted, I want to say two pictures on the internet from the photo shoot. I decided to block my boyfriend and his family from seeing because it was going to be a surprise for him in October or November. Somehow his family finds out. I don't know who's creeping on me. And then tells his family. <laughs> this is a very summarized version of my relationship, by the way, guys. Um, tells his family and essentially I'm like shunned from the family. And his whole attitude towards me changes because it's like, you can be sexy for me, but not for anyone else. And he felt disrespected, as I can see from his perspective. I think he also felt like I cheated on him, which, uh, you know, I can empathize with that. But from my perspective, I really don't see any difference between a girl in a thong bikini and a girl in a lingerie bodysuit um, on the internet, you know? I get, no, there's not even different intent. There's not different intent, you know? <laughs> there's not. I was going to say, maybe the intent is different, but, you know, not really. They're, they're both sexy looking, so it's all the same, but that's just my opinion. Agree to disagree. So anyway, um, completely changed towards me, became just very disgusted by me, whole demeanor changed and it just went downhill from there like this episode will be two hours long if I talk about everything but it just went downhill from there I got really upset because I feared I felt I was being abandoned he started pulling away um was very hesitant and resistant towards me very ambivalent I could tell that he was no longer really I don't know if attracted was the right word, but not as invested as he was and stopped really being nice to me. And one of the things I loved so much about this person was how friggin' nice they were to me in the beginning of our relationship. Like, he was so generous. 
he would just give to give, you know, um, in the beginning. A lot of my relationships, the person would just give to receive. It was a manipulative tactic. They would give so they could get. He would just give out of the kindness of his heart, seemingly, um, to make me happy. And I appreciated it so much because no one had ever done something nice like that for me. And um, he was just very thoughtful, very kind, very sweet. <laughs> you know, and I think because I was so, um, like, unattached the first nine months, he maybe thought that he shouldn't do those things anymore because I didn't care or I was still unsure, but, I, you know, I wasn't, um, on the inside, maybe on the outside, protecting myself as a defense mechanism, but, you know, after that photo shoot event, that all stopped, um, everything just got pretty bad. I got really depressed because that was my greatest fear and still is in a relationship that people just change right before my eyes like a chameleon. It's like you wake up one day and you don't even know who they are anymore. And it's scary because I was like, wow, I was was just trusting this person. And as soon as I did, everything flipped. And I think people sense that energetically when you, um, let down the walls of your heart so I self-harmed for the first time in like four years and um he saw that I self-harmed and I was just so so utterly disgusted by it and I just felt so damaged then after in the relationship things were never the same he eventually broke up with me and we got back together he said it was a mistake and Things were maybe okay for a few weeks. I'm sorry, I'm getting triggered. (laughs) Things were maybe okay for a few weeks. Um, But then they just got worse. And I had asked this person a question. I used to sell nude photos for money. I'm not really ashamed to say it. You know, I would probably do it now. um, (laughs) Because I'm single. Um... And I was asked to send pictures to a client, an old client of mine. And in my, one of my relationships, I was allowed to do that. Um, And then in another relationship, I was allowed to do it if I gave the person like a percentage of the money I got. So I decided to ask my ex-boyfriend and um, he was just so revolted. said, how could you even ask me this? Like, I don't like women that share their body with anyone. Just... I guess it was a shock to him, but, you know, telling me I don't have common sense to ask him that, it was like, I was trying to respect a boundary and not do something behind your back and see how he felt about it, and I was shamed for it. So, in total, I was broken up three times in this relationship in a matter of, like, four months, Um, and each time it just became worse, and... I got so unhappy that I just, I don't know why I stayed in the relationship when I didn't want to be in it anymore. Um, the second time I was broken up with, I was told I was too poor and that money doesn't grow on trees. And I think he was just very mad because he told me I wasn't allowed to go to school. Then he said he didn't care, um, when we got back together. So then I did apply to school and I was so happy that I got accepted into a doctoral program and 
this person responded by pulling away from me, not talking to me or texting me or hanging out with me, not having sex with me anymore, and then eventually breaking out with me a second time because he said he didn't want to date someone that has debt, and I just kept getting back together when I probably shouldn't have because I thought that's what you do. When you love someone, you put up with their bad. Um, and you love them no matter what anyways. So, after the third time we got back together, um, I kind of accepted that this person isn't the one. And I think that at one point in the relationship, I really saw myself marrying this person. I really saw myself having a family and a life with this person. And then eventually, after having my heart broken so many times, I was like, this isn't it. <laughs> it's definitely not the one, you know? Um, which was disappointing because I thought that it was over. Like, I didn't have to do this anymore. But after then, I kind of rebelled, you know? I was told I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. I wasn't allowed to hang out with my guy friends. Um... The third time I got broken up with was because I wasn't wearing makeup enough. I was told I don't put any effort into my appearance. I was told I act like a grandma because I don't go out drinking and that I'm like smelly, dirty, lazy, all these things about myself that I had been working really hard to undo and unlearn were kind of reprogrammed and conditioned back into me. But I accepted them. I thought, you know what, it probably is me. Because I'm the one that has mental illness. I'm the one that has the trauma. So I am the one that's ruining this relationship. And I've learned now it doesn't work like that. So I told him the last time he broke up with me that you need to go into therapy if you ever want to be together again. And, you know, he did. Um, and seemed very committed to it the first like month or two and then you know I would ask how are your sessions going and he would say yeah we talked about like our favorite Asian food spots and here I am thinking like I put all this work into myself to get better <laughs> to do better and you're talking about your favorite restaurants with your therapist like how is that helping you develop and grow um emotionally like how is that working on wounding <laughs> that's going to benefit our relationship I don't know but eventually I fell out of love with him and I just stopped caring and you know I if he said I couldn't do something then I want to do even more it just felt like I was being controlled again it just it felt like I lost myself that I was like a bird in a cage and I felt trapped and I was so unhappy in the relationship. Eventually, you know, our intimacy started taking a toll. I had a much higher sex drive than this person. I was not getting my physical or sexual needs met, even though I told them, I need sex more. Um, I want to connect with you intimately. It was returned with, oh, you're just so obsessed with sex. Like, why do you need sex when we hang out? I could have, you know, fun with you hanging out without sex, but you can't. And I was just you know, made to feel bad for a lot of who I was in this relationship. I have never felt so badly about myself. I never felt more pressure to be perfect in order to be loved. Like, I felt like I had to completely change 
who I was to be loved by this person, for a semblance of acceptance by this person. I felt like who I was wasn't good enough. And I just felt so rejected on every level. Um, but I stayed because I, I I stayed selfishly because I wanted to make it work. I felt so comfortable with this person. I stayed for fear of starting over. I stayed for fear of the grief and the heartache and the loss I would feel when our relationship eventually ended, which I knew it would have to because there was we were just ultimately very incompatible. You know, as someone that was healing from an eating disorder and recovery from an eating disorder for 10 years, I couldn't date someone that had body dysmorphia and disordered eating. Like, it just wasn't healthy for me. And, um, you know, again, I will reiterate, I was not perfect. I had an attitude. I would be mean to this person. I eventually started giving them a taste of their own medicine. And you can't fight fire with fire. And the relationship just became so poisonous at one point. I wanted him to break up with me again, but I knew deep down that in the end, I would be the one that would have to walk away. So I stayed because he was my best friend and I didn't want to lose that. I stayed for, you know, in fear, fear of the unknown, fear of change, fear of what was on the other side, fear of never finding someone again. You know, I still feel that way that I'm never going to find someone again. Because I have all these insecurities and this, um, like, self-worth, very low self-worth. And I didn't think I could do better. I I didn't think I deserved better. I thought that was, since that was the best that I had, that was the best I could do. And I might as well be with someone then face the chance of being alone and of dying alone forever. So, in June, I went on a trip to Europe. And I just felt liberated. I had two weeks away and I realized the relationship was long gone. It was over before it even ended. I was emotionally just not invested anymore in the relationship. And it just felt like we were forcing it. And when I went away, I just, I had so much fun for the most part. You know, I saw things, I met people and I really didn't miss him two weeks away I did not miss him so I knew I had to break up with him so I come home and I in the relationship and you know he took it surprisingly well I think that he felt it too he agreed that we're just better off as friends and it ended amicably amicably (laughs) it ended civilly and you know I did did not want to stop him from finding someone that was a better fit for him and same thing for me and then we agreed to be friends and then he just kind of ghosted me and fell off and that's okay that is all right I was very upset for like the first week I felt hurt I felt um like insulted I felt kind of tricked and rejected but I realized to not take that personally anymore um I'm not going to take that personally because it's for the best. It really is for the best to just cut all cords, cut all ties, cut all energetic attachments and strings and loose ends. Because when we are like held up on someone that's not meant for us, we're blocking what is. And I feel like I've learned a lot from this relationship. I've learned what I need to continue to heal and work on, which I will. You know, I'm in hypnotherapy now. I'm starting EMDR next month, and um, 
I'm just focusing on myself. I don't want to date. I don't want to see anyone. I just want to do me and heal and be alone and find myself again and learn to be my own best friend and love myself. It's hard getting out of a relationship. You have to relearn who you are without that person. And it's okay to miss them. But you have to keep moving forward. It's okay to mourn the loss of what could have been. But I've learned that just because something doesn't last, it doesn't mean that it was a waste of time. It doesn't mean that the love wasn't real. I loved, and that's a tremendous gift. And I'm sure he loved me the best that he knew how. And that's a tremendous gift. And I'm thankful for the times that I got to know him and spend with him and the memories we got to create together. I wouldn't take that back. I don't regret it. And it took so many times to fall down and leave. You know, I broke up with him twice or once. I broke up with him, well, ultimately twice, but once. And then I took it back and got back together with him because I freaked out and I panicked and I was afraid and um it just took the right timing like we all have to go through it there's nothing anyone can say there's nothing anyone could do that could change our mind or or make us ready when we're not ready when we are ready we know and i think that it all worked out as it should have harmoniously and i am sorry if i did hurt this person i hope i didn't leave them more scathed than when we started dating i feel myself that I have a few scars and I got burned but it's nothing I can't handle it's nothing I haven't been through it's nothing you can't handle and it's nothing that you can't get through because you ultimately will get through it the worst times are over the past is behind you and you can look forward to a brighter future independently solo like date yourself I said to my therapist I was so afraid to break up with him because it's like who am I gonna go to the mall with anymore who am I gonna go to the movies with who am I gonna go out to eat with and I thought Lauren take your damn self out to eat buy yourself flowers do nice things for yourself that you wish that person would have done for you give yourself what they cannot give you and just because someone can't love you it does not mean that you are unlovable I promise you I promise you, you are made from love, you are made of love, you are made to love, you can love again, you are lovable. And um, I think I'm going to end this here. You know, I talk a lot about this relationship in my new book, Love is Insanity, which should be coming any week now. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, Love is Insanity is all about this relationship and my journey through it, my process through it. And ultimately choosing to end and close this chapter of my life. And I feel a sense of closure, you know? Even though I'll never know why this person decided to ghost me and stop talking to me, that's okay. Closure is kind of like made up. (laughs) In what world, in a perfect world, we all have closure. But closure, it really can't do anything you can't do for yourself. Like, we have to heal ourselves. We have to do the inner work. Nurture those wounds. Tend to those scars. And that should give you all the closure that you need. Be okay with not knowing. Be okay with the unknown. Just trust. Have faith. Take the leap of faith and jump. And just trust that the net will catch you. Okay? So we're doing okay. It's okay to feel happy one day. It's okay to feel sad the next. It's okay to feel confused and resentful and angry. Just let it out. Allow whatever has to come up to come up 
and move through you because what we don't feel we don't heal okay and you got to go through those emotions emotion is energy in motion so we can't trap it we can't numb it we can't distract the pain we have to let it be we have to let it flow and take its course because everything is impermanent and this will pass this too shall pass so be on the lookout for my new book i will keep y'all updated you know i will it's going to be available in ebook and paperback and hard cover version and stay tuned for more videos and interviews and all things you can follow me on instagram at lauren and coletti i'd love for you to say hi and let me know that you heard this episode and if you feel this was beneficial or helped you in some way please share with a friend Again, I'd love to hear from you, and I thank you so much for your support, for listening, taking time out of your busy day to listen to me and hear me. What you have to say matters. You are important, you are significant, and your truth counts. Mm -hmm.